It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, and of course, welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talks Football Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. And we begin, of course, today with the reaction to the Champions League quarterfinal matches where Pep Guardiola Guardiola's Man City beat Borussia Dortmund at the Etihad and Liverpool got absolutely tonked away at Real Madrid. This, of course, was the fallout on TalkSport with myself, Andy Goldstein, and Jason Cundy, and some callers as well on, of course, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday at Thursday from 10pm. And Liverpool's good work has come to nothing. Real Madrid restore their two-goal advantage. It's 3-1, and that is a big step towards the semi-finals. All three goals were, were probably disappointing when you uh, decode it and have a good look tomorrow morning. They'll be disappointed with those goals. If they defend like that, they'll go out the competition next week. We all know that they've got the ability to score goals, Liverpool. If they can shore up the defence a little bit, I still think this tie could be open. I didn't like our game in the first half, so we were just not really in the game. That's our mistake, and that's where, where, where we have to be really clear in our self-criticism. You and I have had this conversation, but you've got to get one of Fabinho Henderson in the middle of the park. We kept saying that. Well, tonight, you can see why he wanted one or both of them at the back, because... So, sorry to say, but Phillips and, and Kabat tonight got absolutely rinsed. It was just really weird that you go into Madrid and they were just like, oh, it's a done deal. Why even bother playing the game? They should have just cancelled the game and given Liverpool a 3 0 win. And then um, to get mugged off completely, they didn't lose. They got absolutely mugged. Yeah, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Terrible header, Asensio flicking it off past the goalkeeper and follows up left footed it in. And again, they've only got themselves to play. They just can't handle defensively. They look very, very shaky the more the game's gone on. We always, when we had this good momentum that we won the ball, then we changed that immediately by giving the ball away. Football is a game with a lot of where mistakes are completely normal, but you have to make the mistakes in the right spaces. If you do that, then you can win the ball back by counter-pressing or stuff like this. Uh, but when you are in completely unexpected situations, pass the ball in the feet of the opponent, that's then tricky. I can't see how they can win, even if they get through it, how they can win the competition with those two at the back. I just can't see it. Tonight showed that when there is a step up in class, in, in not just opposition, but also, you know, the tournament itself, Phillips has gone in there. He is not, it didn't look tonight like a, a Champions League quarterfinal set No, no. Did he? This doesn't look like a Liverpool side with three key players missing. I think this is a massive problem they've got there now. The, the oh. Liverpool that I'm watching now looks mm. like a Liverpool where 70% of their championship winning side aren't in this team. We're talking about a Liverpool side now that aren't even in the top four, that might no, be getting it, knocked out of the Champions League. And we're talking about them like they've had nine key injuries all season. The way you defended today, I cannot 
No. I cannot see you keeping a clean sheet. That's no, that would be my to concern. No, we have the right attitude, though, yeah. uh, Jason. Yeah. We must have the right attitude. We must not go into the match thinking this is Barcelona and everything else. No, we must think, have the right attitude. Bill Foden, he's had a few chances in the second half. He's taken this one. De Bruyne with a brilliant ball from the right-hand side. Gundogan just with a little layoff to Foden. He's found the back of the net. City 2, Dortmund 1. The reaction after 1-1 one, one, when you can became crazy... We didn't concede one chances, and we and we create uh, corners and free kicks at the end. The incredible assists, the brilliant control from from Gundogan, and the assists from 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 Phil. So we won the game. Dortmund will consider themselves very unlucky. That Jude Bellingham oh. got that should have stood. There was nothing They've been wrong cheated. with that. They Just got explain away what happened if people haven't seen it. So Edison has come off his line. He's outside his box, and as that ball has gone through, he's decided. Only he'll tell you why is to have a first touch, and he's had a first touch, and it's gone a little higher than he thought it would. And as that's happened, Jude Bellingham has, has followed him. Every right to absolutely, he's outside the box. The mm. keeper, he can't use his hands. He's outside the box. As he's had a touch, Jude Bellingham is onto him, and he's extended one of those big long limbs of his and towed it away from the keeper. The keeper's then followed through, kicked. Bellingham. Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham has gone through, stuck it in an empty net. What's happened in between all that? The referee inexplicably has decided that that was a free kick to Manchester City and blown his whistle. That to me is a sackable offence to the referee. He won't. He will not. He will not referee this why season. Is he blown, why is he blown so early? That's the question only he can answer. Now the Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel, Tickle has been speaking to the media ahead of their Champions League quarterfinal clash with Porto. A game you can hear live on Talksport tonight from 8pm. Now, before the match, the German played down the training ground bust-up between Antonio right-hook Rudiger and Kepa, the keeper, who kicked him in there. Anyway, he was saying the matter has now been resolved. No, no punishment so 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 far uh, because of the way they, they dealt with it. Things got a little too heated up and the reaction was not okay. But the reaction to it, how the, the guys handled the situation, especially Tony, and especially uh, Kepa was amazing and showed like how much respect they have in the end for each other because they sorted it out directly. There was no, they cleared the air immediately and this was the most important. So there was nothing left one day after. Porto versus uh, Chelsea FC. A quarter final in Champions League. The, this means that you play uh, four halves and four times 45 minutes minimum of high-level football. That means we need to be fully focused. We need to be absolutely self-aware of our strengths. We, we did already prepare some uh, offensive movements, some patterns from us where we want to go, go back and which we want to refine after our game on, on Saturday and after the, the big break and, and national break, we want to uh, refine our rhythm. So the, the challenge is to be totally focused on our strengths. Now, after Jesse Lingard's sensational goal for the Hammers against Wolves, TalkSports, Darren Goff dared to compare him to the late Diego Maradona. We'll also hear from the club's first-team coach, Stuart Pearce, Simon Jordan and the former Hammer, Trevor Sinclair, who wants Messi Lingard to stay at the London Stadium permanently once his loan move to Manchester United expires. But first up, he's Goffy. Lingard, the form is in. Did you see it? It was like watching Maradona yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he well, got, was, he got a... the ball 
Running with the ball at his feet, they could catch him. It was amazing. There was there were no tackles going in whatsoever. I think they were scared to tackle him because they're yeah. you know, so it, quick. The trickery. He was he was fantastic. Direct uh, yesterday. Everything. He's been outstanding for us. I've got to say. I mean, his energy is there for all to see. You know, he covers the ground brilliantly. He's he's got a great engine inside him. But his game understanding is fantastic. He knows when to hold the ball, when to release it, and he's a real threat. And the one thing in the question mark that people w- were leveling at him, the fact that he wasn't scoring goals or didn't score enough goals at United but that's certainly not been the case Lingard wins it back for West Ham looks to burst into the penalty area supported by Fornells Lingard continues and that's a brilliant goal from Jesse Lingard I think that he's had such an uncomfortable time at Manchester United being left out in the cold that he won't want to go back there and be a squad player I feel he's enjoyed I mean look at him Six goals and three assists. That's more than anyone since he's gone to West Ham. I don't know what Man United would price him at, but they're not going to give him to West Ham. So Man United can move Lingard on to a variety of clubs. They can get a bidding auction now going with with clubs. When he's come to West Ham, he's put a smile on my face. And I think that can be kind of echoed amongst the West Ham fans. They probably disliked him. And now he's at West Ham and he's dancing and he's playing his band and he's got everyone jumping on board. Why would he want to go anywhere else? That's all I'd say to him. If you enjoy your football, you feel valued at that football. Club. It's a strange one, but sometimes it's an un- unexpected fit. Go with it, man. Let's say he goes for 20 million quid. Whatever he wouldn't go for economic terms in transfer fees will land in his wages, right? So if you think West Ham are subsequently gonna, then going to pick up Lingard's wages, which might be 150 to 200 grand on the basis of a reduced transfer fee, and then break the entire wage structure of the existing squad, I don't know if Golden Sullivan will go that route either, mm. because you're going to find that Lingard costs somebody money irrespective of the transfer fee or the wages. And then not only have you got the wages of Lingard, then you've got Mikel Antonio rocking, uh, excuse me? They'll be knocking on the door and West Ham will have an anarchy of wage structure to get Lingard in. Now, does the Arsenal manager, Mikel Arteta, deserve more criticism than he's currently getting? And should he drop captain Pierre-Emerick Goubamiang to send a message to the rest of the squad? Well, let's get the take of that from Simon Jordan. Breakfast presenters Darren Bent and Laura Wood, both, of course, Arsenal fans. Adrian Durham, who's definitely not an Arsenal fan. But first up, here's former Gunners Invincible, Martin Keown. If you look at the captain, a lot of uh, focus on the captain, and I doesn't look a happy man on the football pitch at all. Not enjoying his football, stuck out on the left wing. His movement, he's not offering a great deal going forward. I think it's maybe time now to think about moving the captain out of the team. Would he be my captain? Nope. And would, would, is he undroppable? Absolutely not. There's actually times for me, Arsenal look better when he's not playing. Mm. Yeah. This is what I think they're in trouble here with this one because this oh, is another... It's all over again. It is, isn't it? What is it about giving players big contracts at Arsenal that then seems to go really badly wrong? If Aubameyang was doing what Aubameyang is paid to do, the pressure wouldn't be on Mikel Arteta exactly. because we'd have someone who was scoring goals and, and being a leader. But what's he had to do? He had to drop him to the bench on a game because he was late. Mm. He's not scoring goals. He doesn't no. look up for it. He, do, he looks a shadow of himself, like, To me, he, for me, it looks like it's a joke plan for, for Arsenal. He's always laughing and joking. I understand that you have a good time, but do, first and foremost, do the basics on the pitch. And a flicked header beyond Ben Leno to plunge Arsenal further into crisis. It looks like it's gone in off the head of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. You set an example when he's late. 
the training to the young players. But don't you also do that when a senior player is not performing well enough on the pitch? If they see him playing and is not really performing, and I think it sets the wrong example to the group. It's not about talking. Talking has to be done on the pitch now. Uh, the talking here on the cameras, on the radios is easy to do. We have to do it on Thursday night. Don't talk too much and, and perform on the pitch. I'm beginning to be concerned that I'm not sure anymore that he's got it. I thought he did. I thought all of the furore about him coming in, the the unequivocal positioning of the way he spoke to the media, he's very brave in some of the things he says. I think he had definite views. And I think that Arsenal obviously picked up a, a cup last year, which gave us all a feeling that they were in ascendancy. You're looking at Arsenal now saying, we've got a coach. Is he going to fall into the same category that I think he is now, which is, is he going to bridge this gap, bring Arsenal back to where they need to be? And I don't think he is. I'm not sure that what we've got with Arteta is someone that's got the ability to do what's required at Arsenal. There seems to be a real drive to take the heat off Mikel Arteta, and I don't get it. Unai Emery took all the heat when he was in charge. Wenger was ruined by the heat on him. And yet all of a sudden, Mikel Arteta has no heat on him whatsoever. I do not get it. Why isn't he being scrutinised? He won the FA Cup, and he is living off that. He's dining out on that, without a doubt. Now, there are reports that some members of the Spurs squad aren't happy with Jose Mourinho after the special one said, same coach, different players, after they threw away that lead at Newcastle. This led to a feisty clash between Kirtley Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, and Jimmy White's dad, Jim White, over an article written by the Times' Henry Winter. Trust me, gang, this one gets a little bit heated. Someone asks him a question, OK? He gives a factual answer. It's a factual answer. A factual answer. Uh, Same coach, different players. But that's factual, isn't it? What happens, what, Josie, what happens to teams that you used to be very good at defending a lead? Same coach, facts. Different players, facts. You want to turn that into some sinister, macabre, portentous observation of throwing his players under the bus. The same players, by the way, that he defends quite regularly, but that doesn't get written about in quite the same uh, That's flourishing absolute style. nonsense. How can you prove that? Because I've seen the articles. That's absolute nonsense. I, I, I've seen these headlines. We don't see the headlines saying Spurs delight when Mourinho's praising his players. And the same players, by the way, that were an absolute disgrace against Dinamo Zagreb suddenly now are furious because their coach has made a factual observation. A bunch of perennial losers that haven't won anything, that have been knocked out of FA Cup semi-finals regularly, that have got to Champions League finals and stunk the tournament final out, that should have won the league when Leicester City won it, maybe, just maybe, there should have been a change. I'm not suggesting that this constant negative reinforcement at times of points for Mourinho is the right way to go, but to suggest that Mourinho, who has won something at every single club... Oh, yeah, with, Hold on, yeah. hold on, but that's a matter of fact. You don't like that matter of fact, but it's a matter of oh, fact. Dearie. He's been at, No, but he has won something at every single club. Every but, but single Sammy, club. He's, to he's gone to Henry's Tottenham right, and Tottenham aren't good enough. Well, that's nearly it for another podcasty thing. A reminder, you can hear live commentary on TalkSport. It begins at 7, it kicks off at 8. Porto against Chelsea in the Champions League quarterfinal. Me and the fun boy, of course, take calls on the back of it from 10pm. And if you want to hear Bayern Munich against PSG, you can. That's live from 8pm on TalkSport 2. 
That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, Monday at Thursday from 10pm tonight with the fun boy, hopefully taking your calls after Porto Pump Chelsea. <clears throat> that sounds wrong, but I hope they do. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.